Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Buffalo Plus Podcast, brought to you by Connors and Ferris. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel, presented by Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates, I am Jenna Cottrell. It is a special day on the podcast for many a reason. 25K we hit. Really exciting. Thank you all so much. We really, really, truly appreciate the support. We're going to keep growing this thing as big as, you know, we can make it. And we always appreciate all the fans and everyone. So thank you all. And also it is football week one. We have made it folks, but before we get started, please be sure to like comment and subscribe to the channel. Again, if you appreciate our content, we hundred K's next. You. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steps in between that, but Hey, that's our goal. Um, but no, gentlemen. Actually, actually like, you know what the most important subscriber is? It's the next one. That's 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 how this is going to work. We're going to go one subs- Yeah. It's the growth mindset as uh, Sean McDermott coined the phrase. But no, all right, talking week 1, Bills Jets. Mike, this is a huge test out the gate. Like what are your thoughts on this game, especially the fact that it's on the road, Aaron Rodgers, new look Jets and the division to start? Um, has been mentioned uh, maybe 25,000 times on the Buffalo Plus podcast. I have been covering this team for a long time. But you guys know what I always have said. Man, when I step in a stadium, I love the feeling. That's why I keep doing this. And I cannot wait for the atmosphere of that game. I think it's going to be phenomenal. Um, I like that the Jets are relevant. They've been irrelevant like the Bills were. And if it took Aaron Rodgers, so be it. I think it's going to be phenomenal there. Between, obviously, the 9-11 stuff brings a bunch of emotion. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Rodgers thing is off the charts. Biggest story of the offseason. And here the Bills are, just like last year, walking in in a primetime game to begin the season. I love it. The only thing I'm going to say is, and I'm going to say it right now, do not overreact one way or the other on what happens in week one. I know we all will. But I'm just saying this as like, a, you know, it's like don't tear the tag off the mattress like no one pays attention to it. Do not overreact to what happens in week one. Yeah, I, I totally agree with Mike. I think there's no greater, though, overreaction in the entire season than week one. Like it's either the team is a bust, the season's over or next stop is Vegas for the Super Bowl. So. But all of that comes with all of the storylines that have gone on this off season. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jenna, we talked about it on the blog yesterday, whether it's, you know, the new toy, um, you know, the bills kind of seem like that old toy that everybody's kind of over. And now it's the jets, it's Rogers, it's Tua, it's, it's, Oh, Hey, by the way, like the Patriots now have an offensive coordinator. It's like everybody else. And again, I get it. It's media. It's national media. That's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to make people yeah. upset and say <laughs> things that are outrageous. That's what, they're so good at it though, Dan. They're so good. And so I think that that's why all of this will get exacerbated by whatever happens on Monday night. Big word. There's your $5 word for you. Um, five. (laughs) Don't even ask me to attempt to spell. I couldn't tell you what the first letter is of that. Uh, but just the fact of going, I know you're being uh, honest too. (laughs) hundred percent. Um, the fact is Jenna, like it's so funny. And you did this story yesterday for the newscast was the fact of, Oh, it's just another game. It's just the game. The players are saying, Oh, it's, you know, it's not a big deal. But then inside their answers of all of them saying, it's not a big deal was truth of them being like, nah, this is a big deal. Like Vaughn being like, this is what you would live for. And Steph being like, I love being on prime time. Like all of these things because it's Monday night are just magnified so much more. 
Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, to, st- to start the season on the last game of the week, Sean McDermott talked like in his little bio, Monday Night Football was his favorite TV program growing up. Like the magnitude of the game, the fact that it is Aaron Rodgers, the fact that it is a, a Jets team that we've had so much hype about on hard knocks. It's on 9-11, obviously, like Mike talked about, emotional day, being down outside the city, like all of these things. I think, you know, when I had Stefan Diggs in my story yesterday, he talked about like everyone's eager and um, everyone's just ready. Like they want to make the most of this opportunity. And it's like, this is an opportunity to make a statement. And you're right. Like there's a way to make a statement and then not extrapolate it throughout the rest of the season. And what I say yesterday, if everything goes right in this game, that doesn't mean everything is perfect. If everything goes wrong, that doesn't mean the season is a mess. You have to kind of take your cues from what you see. But at the same point, like excitement, it's the NFL. We are reactionary every week. Like it's a piece of it that that's how it works. There's, you know, a limited amount of regular season games. We don't really know what we're going to see yet this season. And there is so much pressure on this team. Dan and I were in Buffalo yesterday, Orchard Park, and I felt like the team just sounded a little bit different. Whereas before it was more of a, you know, all shucks, like we're the Super Bowl favorites. Like, you know, we got to prove ourselves all this. This year, this season to me, A, they are not Super Bowl favorites, but B, Stefan Diggs said, like, this team has done a good job of staying under the radar. This team has been doubted. This team has question marks. And Mike, I think that this team loves being in that spot. And to the point where you have the saying, or someone has a saying, in the NFL, you're either humble or about to be humbled. When I look at the matchup going in, I'm like, one team is humbled. And the other team could be about to be humbled. I think the Jets, honestly, sound like the Bills did a year ago and maybe even pumped up a little bit more. I mean, look, I get it. Sometimes you're in the middle of sound bites and Robert Sala's talking about, guess what? Those guys got to play us too. And you got defensive players, Reed, the safety, talking about we could be an all-time defense. I get it. They're confident, right? Um Mm -hmm. We talked to Janae Coakley from Covers the Jets. She goes, they're confident, but they are, you know, they they are feeling positive. And I get it. The Jets haven't had a lot of that. But honestly, for a team that really hasn't done anything, I know you added a Hall of Famer. They sound a little like one that's about to be humbled at the beginning of the year. Now, that doesn't mean I think guaranteed the Bills come in and win the game, but man. You know, Rodgers hasn't played a regular snap for them. And last year, he is still really good, but he didn't look phenomenal. And he's got to get used to all these guys and the play calling, Nate Hackett and all those things. So honestly, I like the mindset of the Bills, maybe more than the Jets. Maybe that arrogance will work for them. But honestly, that's the way they've come across leading into this game. Yeah. Jenna, you talked about how this could be a statement game. For the Bills. Yeah. And I instantly thought about how different this statement would be than other statement Monday night primetime games. Think about it. We always go back to that uh, Thanksgiving game in Dallas. I always remember the Pittsburgh game Sunday night in 2019 when they clinched the playoff spot. We think about going to Kansas City in the regular season on Sunday night and winning games. Those were all statements telling the league, telling the world, telling the NFL, we've arrived. We Mm -hmm. are that team. A statement here on Monday night would say, we're still here because (laughs) so many people have checked them off. Like, like you said, like they are somewhat like, just like ho-hum. It's like the bills aren't going to be as good as, as they were. Like, that's just not what it is. But to come out and put on a good performance, would really kind of silence all those critics. And the statement would be, hey, we're still the Bills. Yeah, I I agree. I That's why I'm curious to see how it will be. And my one thing is I've talked to fans, obviously, you know, at Wegmans running into people. And the biggest thing that I hear is people are, of course, people are excited for the season, all these things. But Dan, Dan it's like that. And when we talk to the team, it's like, this is a new season. This is a new team. This is all these things. But it's like the way last year ended. And and I'm not even talking about the Stefan Diggs stuff as much. Just the frustration and just the 
lack of effort, the lack of execution, like the kind of laying down situation. I think that's something that fans are really nervous about just because we haven't seen this team back on the field. Yeah. Like the concern fair. is that it's like, was that how they're going to be? Yeah. I think the last impression was of a team that had lost that spark. And there are a lot of reasons behind that, right? And, and obviously the DeMar situation really took a lot out of them. But if you go back before the Cincinnati game, we know they were struggling. They were hanging in there. They had some grit. They found a way. Um, by the way, that's a, that's a big coach's word, right? Grit? Yeah, you right. Grit. Oh, yeah. grit, you got to be a football guy. Um, they found those ways to survive. But man, when you take a, a you know 10,000 foot view of it, you're like, they barely beat the Patriots. They barely beat mm -hmm. the Dolphins. Like you could see it coming. Maybe we all didn't want to see it coming. It's a new season. And the reality is, think back to that Rams game and the early Miami game and the way we felt about stuff and all. Really doesn't matter. I mean, it matters for positioning and all those things. What matters is when the weather's cold and the playoff games are starting. So that's part of the mindset. And that's why I say about the overreacting. And even on the other side, guys, you know, Aaron Rodgers could come out a little shaky. The line not as good. The offense doesn't work as well, and the Bills win the game. Don't go burying them because it's week one, and they have a lot of new people. That's all I'm saying is you can get fooled a little bit early in the year, but I don't think emotion is going to be a problem for either team coming into this one. Dan, your thoughts? Yeah, I, I tried to get that out of Stefan Diggs yesterday <laughs> when we talked because we're recording this Thursday morning. You know, I asked him, like, We've talked about it that he seems more fired up at practices than he has been like he's treated practices like games. And it just seems like the emotion of this thought of the script being flipped. And I'm not talking about the script that the NFL puts out every single year for the games. <laughs> I'm talking about the fact of Love those commercials, by the way, the, the phenomenal way to lean into one little oh. bit. At least the NFL has embraced that, that it's scripted and rigged. I think that's no. great. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that like, You've got, you've got whatever drama there was this offseason. You've got the mm -hmm. doubters. You've got Leslie. Like you have all of this stuff, and I think it does come to a head at the end of week one, in in the you know the Big Apple or the Meadowlands, whatever close to the, the the New York City market, and you have it under bright lights on national television. Like I just think it's a perfect storm for the Bills to kind of release all of that pent up energy of kind of a lack of a better word like screw you guys like like get back to that like you guys don't believe in us which i do find funny because for like mike says for all of the hype that the jets are getting hard knocks is part of that a lot of people like yeah it was a few years ago it was the lions like everybody bought into hype around the lions because they see the team and they kind of see that behind the scenes access the bills are still two and a half point favorites to go into the meadowlands like vegas still thinks the bills are a pretty damn good team so i think that that's also part of but Around it, it's different. Yeah, yeah. The narrative around both teams feels very different heading into the season. And speaking of just the season in general, I mean, the fact that we are at week one, this is a long year for the Bills. You know, we've talked so much about this team getting over the hump. Mike, what is your outlook on this Bills team for this upcoming season? Yeah, I, I think we need to be ready that there's going to be some adjustments, right? They made the deal with Terrell Bernard. I don't know if you guys expected it. Dan, I don't know. At, at any point, did you think Bernard could be a star? Unbelievable. Jenna, what a day for yesterday? the brand. It was a how it was I love Dan saying that. What a day for the brand. Like, I would never think to say, like, the brand. But it is. It's the Dan Fates Incorporated. Guys. How was like, it yesterday? Did McDermott come up and congratulate Dan at any point or no? Handshakes. Champagne was popping. <laughs> Okay, like, Dance, do, doing your one eleventh. <laughs> listen, I have taken a lot of stuff. Okay, I've had my fair share of bad takes, and I deserve every time that I say an ACL is an oil change or something like that. Like I, rightfully so, I deserve to to eat crow and all of those things and get dunked on in the comment section. But it goes back to like the, the clip of Kevin Malone in the office when he goes, it just feels good to win one. Like it just, <laughs> it just feels good to, to really, that was, that was an eight August 11th fire from the hip, man, this, this, why is Bernard practicing at middle linebacker? That's strange. 
and to take it and turn it into a hot take of that he's going to start week one just feels good to win one, guys. A little Taylor's inside, right. A little inside baseball yesterday. We're at the Sean McDermott press conference. Obviously, we have a group chat between the three of us. Sean McDermott barely got out the words that Terrell Bernard would be the starting middle linebacker. And Dan Fades was in the group chat with just like, oh, was, oh my God. I think it was, oh my God. <laughs> you know what's so good about it? I didn't think there would be something that would surpass we reached out about Christian McCaffrey <laughs> more, <laughs> but this far surpasses it in a moment of a news conference because it was a year in advance. Mm-hmm. Would you agree, Dan, or do you like the we reached out to McCaffrey? <laughs> um, the McCaffrey one may have been better personally. Uh, to validate me, this was just a proven hot take. And again, it, for for somebody that I'd la- not like to cons- yeah, I don't like to consider myself like a hot takes specialist, oh, but like please. I see some of the comments that like it is. Dan has a lot of hot takes. You swing and miss on a lot of them, guys. You swing oh. and miss, and you just keep shooters shoot like Jenna says. And uh, to stick with it, um, yeah, the text all of a sudden all caps, which I'm a big all caps guy. Huge all caps guy in the text messages. I just said, I was right. Oh my God. And then it just goes, Jenna responds with flip the mug. And then I just said, huge day for the Dan brand, Bernard and Benford. Unbelievable. Oh, well, while while Sean McDermott was still talking, by the way, (laughs) while we continue to congratulate you, what do you guys think of uh, Bernard starting? I'm surprised. So I, no, no, no. Yeah. no. I, I guess when I look back to it, and I, it's funny from hearing some of this stuff from the offensive side, um, I, I don't know. And this is like, maybe it's dumb. Maybe I'll go back to being dumb Dan and things like that. I don't know how much like the offensive side and defensive side like collab. Like the lot from what I'm hearing from the Bills side, Ken Dorsey, uh, Brandon Bean is speed, right? Speed, speed, speed that the NFL isn't getting slower. That's why they went out and got Deontay Hardy. That's why they looked at a guy like Andy Isabella. Like they talk about all this speed, They add Dalton Kincaid to be a more tight end with speed, right? All these things. And then I look at Trell Bernard and how many times have we, how many times have we kind of joked? Like he doesn't look like a linebacker. Like he, he doesn't have the physical size and build. He almost looks like a safety. So maybe they want to get just a little faster. And the big thing is, is that, if the speed is getting faster on offense, you need maybe you're adjusting to more speed at middle linebacker. Now, the one thing that I really like about Bernard, and it's it was part of the take, was that he has instincts. That he from day one they complimented his instincts, his his knowledge of the defense. Jordan Poyer said it yesterday. Uh, Sean McDermott said it again, and that was the one thing we always saw that lacked with Tremaine Edmonds: all the physical skills, but didn't have the instincts. Trill Bernard, by all accounts, has the instincts to play that middle linebacker role, and maybe he has more speed and agility to play in an NFL that is getting faster and quicker, that instead of the big, bruising, A.J. Klein, uh, Tyrell Dodson linebackers, they're going to a Matt Milano type for two of them. I I will say, I feel like that leads to what we're kind of seeing in terms of like positionless, like a lot of guys kind of coming in and having similar frames and you kind of mention all this stuff like what you're not going to get the physicality that Tremaine Edmonds had walking out the door so you're not going to have that so why don't you like when everyone else is zigging you zag type of thing the only reason I was kind of surprised was because he's missed so much time having that hamstring injury not playing in the preseason um, I think that says a lot about what they think about Tyrell Dodson as well Um, you can kind of say a message without even thinking of, you know, what it means in terms of that. But I was just a little taken aback because with that time missing those reps on the field, that's a huge spot to be at. But at the same point, I think McDermott trusts him. And I think it's a situation. The bills did sign Christian Kirksey, which hand up. I said his name wrong, like 15 different ways to Sunday on one of our earlier blogs. I, Christian Kirksey, he's a 10-year NFL guy. You know, I, I still think if he can figure out this Bills defense in a couple weeks, maybe there's a, a switch at middle linebacker, depending how on how Terrell Bernard is playing. But the only reason I was taken aback was because he just, Mike, he just wasn't out there yeah. this summer. 
And the other thing, Janet, I think we need to say that Sean McDermott is thinking bigger picture here. It's hard to replicate this and say, if this was the playoffs, <laughs> you know, and, and Terrell Bernard was at this level and you had veterans who had been around, maybe you say, I got to play the vet. Well, it's week one. As big of a game as it is, it is week one. And if you think this kid can play, you got to get him on the field. That's the only way he's going to be that way. Are you taking a little bit of a risk? Well, sure you are. But let's also be honest. You're talking about Kirksey who hasn't been on the team. By the way, kind of, you know, I don't like names that are so hard to say. You got to you got to focus on the first name how it goes with the last name. It kind of it doesn't flow that well. No, and, I thought it was Kirks Lee. Not yeah, but Kirksey. it's Christian Kirk it's it's, Kirksey. it's Remember it's like that. Like a Terrence. hockey last like a hockey nickname. So do we Kirksey. call him Kirksey? Yeah, right? Yeah. But, I mean, that is his last name. I know, but yeah, it's just as that's what we call him. We don't call him Christian, I guess would be the first name. But um, but in terms of this, I think they're thinking of it like, okay, this kid, this guy is has the traits that we like. He's going out there. Mm-hmm. And when you look at the other options, I mean, it's really at the moment in terms of knowing the defense, it's Tyrell Dodson. So... I think Sean McDermott is having faith in himself, having faith in the guys on the back end, having faith in that D line and mm-hmm. having faith in Matt Milano that it's worth playing him. Yeah. It's, it's always, you kind of always look back and I go, I always remember, like I said, the, the take started from training camp that he took all the middle linebacker reps and going, he, he models his game after Matt Milano. Like why would he be, working as an ins- as the middle linebacker when he's done so much as the as you would imagine the outside linebacker and it's, it's just you wonder where the step was because last year like let's not forget like Dodson and Klein filled in for for Edmonds when yeah. he wasn't there like this this is obviously Sean McDermott takes a lot of the training camp into account and what the offseason was but like yeah. This is going to be getting thrown in the deep end of the pool for a guy that has not started at all. So he's earned the green dot, and they're gonna they're at least this will be the first gamble. Um, is is replacing the, the middle linebacker with a guy that is a somebody they think very highly of. Yeah, we'll see. I I that is why I'm like, you didn't really have you this summer, you weren't out there. That is why I have question marks concerns but at the same point i think terrell bernard like you said dan he was out there training camp last year he was working mm-hmm. in that spot before he's been in the meeting rooms like all this stuff yep in terms of the season and pressure it's a lot of pressure on this team this upcoming year dan i want to start with you who do you think is under the most pressure to me i've said it before i think it's sean mcdermott that doesn't mean that Sean McDermott's on the hot seat. That doesn't mean that he's coaching for his job. It just means whatever happened with Leslie Frazier, and we still may not ever get the full answer. Everybody can have their speculations, but Sean wanted to take over the defense one way or another. He wanted more control for a defense that again, this has been a top five defense since Sean McDermott really took over, but it has fallen short in big moments. And mm-hmm. now he's putting more on his on his back. He's putting, he's putting his neck out there again. So for a team that again, has kind of fallen out of love with this, you know, the, the, the Super Bowl favorites, Sean has now put more on his plate. So it's, it's a big step up for him. I will say too, I think that pressure is twofold because one, you have him stepping up in terms of calling the defense, being the defensive coordinator. And then, and there have been moments the defense has come up very short and let this team down. Then there's also the fact that he is the head coach of this team. And this team in big moments has not been able to get over the hump. So it's like Mm -hmm. this team has all these expectations. Once again, this season, we talk so much about Josh Allen, his window, all of these things. And it's like, Sean is putting himself in a spot, Mike, where it's, He's got pressure with the defense, but overall, this entire team, this entire season falls once again on his shoulders. Yeah. And um, look, some of this goes on Brandon Bean, too. Yeah, that's Um, very fair. You know, but it's going to be different now. This team is set and you no one could make an argument that this is not a very talented roster. There are still holes. There are people. Look, 
You drafted Osiris Torrance. He's getting the start. I love it. Let's get him out there. He's a big kid. Looks like he has talent. Soft-spoken guy, but he's, what is he? Wide, wide is the way Dion described him. Uh, Get him out there. Christian Benford, I don't care if he was in the sixth round. Sorry, Kair. The train's going. The better player's got to be on the field. So they're doing that. And I think McDermott embraces that. That's why Benford started last year. There's one move left to make if things don't go well, and that's an offensive coordinator. And that's the only thing I keep in mind. There is a lot of pressure on Ken Dorsey this year. And just straightened up. (laughs) Well, there is. I mean, it's year two for him, but it's year, what, six with the team, whatever it is, whatever the number is. Um, And I will say this. I like, in theory, I like the moves that Bean made to help him on the offense. I think we all like Trent Sherfield as that kind of guy. Gabe Mm. Davis is healthy, playing for his contract. It's Josh freaking Allen and Stefan Diggs. Okay. Make it work. James Cook is going to be a huge player in this offense in terms of making it. And then obviously there's Kincaid. So this is a better offense on paper than it was last year. In large part, I think, because I think a healthy Gabe Davis does make that difference. And then Kincaid gives you another option, but the pressure I mean, yeah, there's pressure on Josh. There's always pressure on the quarterback. But the pressure is on Dorsey this year. It's really on the coach. Yeah, agreed. I'm just glad that I wasn't the one that got to beat up Dorsey on this pod. I'm just glad I let somebody else do it. Because I think a lot of those problems last year were on the O-line and were on some of the players, you know, and Davis's, whether it's his injury and guys that didn't do, McKenzie didn't do what you would hope they would do. And you've yeah. seen what's happened. They had McKenzie and Beasley in there. And, you know, McKenzie, I think, got brought back by the Colts. We love the guy, but he didn't do his job. And so let's see this year what they get. Let's see how it works out. Yeah. I, I, again, I think that if you look at this team, you still feel pretty confident with this this defense. And I still think that it goes back to the Ferrari. And, Mike, you, you've said it before. I thought you made a good comparison the one day where I always talked about how you're giving the keys to the Ferrari to a guy with a learner's permit and that Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs are the Ferrari. I don't hate your analogy about a running game. I don't as much as that pains me to like, I, I feel physically ill saying that, but why don't you share that one with us? No, you he was mean, talking about the O line. I was talking about the, you're talking about the tires, the tires. You need the tires on the Ferrari, and that's the O-line to me. And in terms of the running game, we've said it all along. The league is telling everybody, you need to be able to run the ball. What you don't need is a running back. You don't need a superstar running back, but you need to be able to run the ball. I mean, the thing about the Bills is it's not – Yeah, it's not just like they were like, screw it, man. We're going to throw it on every down because we've got Josh Allen. They made him run it. They, When they tried to run it, it wasn't effective. I mean, that's the problem. It wasn't like they didn't try. I like their mix of backs this year. I think they can be effective. Um, it's the Cook brothers against each other, right, this week. Yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I like, again, I think giving him the option to be a weapon, not just a back. Devin Singletary was a back and a solid player. But... If you want to give the ball to a guy in this offense, and that means it's not going to Diggs or Davis or maybe even Kincaid, then that guy better be able to make some plays and not just put it all on, go ahead, Josh, run the ball. So um, that's why I'm saying is when I look at the whole roster coming in and, you know, Jenna, Spencer Brown, come on. Mm -hmm. He's got to be better this year. But I think in total, I like what's there. Now it's up to Dorsey to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have the Ferrari and the keys, you got to take care of it. That's the thing. And that means not just like you talked about, it's, it's the tires, it's the, the car washes and the oil (laughs) changes and all the things that go into it. All right. biggest. Who has the most pressure for you? You didn't answer the question. Me. I said, Sean McDermott. Okay. I was saying how it's twofold, how it's both, yes, as defensive coordinator, but it's also as head coach because... Hey, but let me ask you, I mentioned Josh. What level of pressure do you think there is on Josh? I mean, I think there is pressure because 
he's ascended into this household name. He's on the cover of Madden. He's he's a guy that's on. I feel like I turn on my TV and it's like the Gillette commercial, the Lay's yep. commercial, all this stuff where it's like. Yeah, you know why you can get these opportunities because you're really good. But you know what gets old? If you're not, if you if you don't continue to ascend, if you don't continue to, and look, I think I, this is no secret. Like Josh knows all these things, right? But I, the I think pressure is, is there because you're out there. Is Baker Mayfield still locked in that State Farm uh, <laughs> place? Remember when he was on every single commercial? Mm -hmm. There is pressure. I think that goes along with it. I I saw somebody that you know, came up and talked to me was like, I feel like every single time I see I'm, I'm on my, I'm watching TV, like Josh pops up. Like that's part of it. I'd argue there's more pressure on digs than Josh, you know, mm. in a, in a little bit of a way, me personally, I, I just think that Steph firing from the him, hip, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm just saying Steph put himself under a microscope more than Josh did. I think, I, I think I hear what you're saying. Go off of Michael. No, no I oh. go ahead, go Jenna. No, I think regionally there's a lot of pressure on Stefan Diggs, but it's always going to fall on the quarterback's shoulders. Always. Yes. And I think Diggs is some people will perceive him as just this diva wide receiver. He has put up numbers. He's been outstanding and not that people wouldn't want Josh Allen, but there's a difference in the way quarterbacks are looked at. Like I was listening to people and right away they go, well, Mahomes is the best quarterback. And then it's Burrow. And now they put Hertz ahead of yeah. him. And I love Hertz and I love what he does. But no one in the world would have put Jalen Hurts ahead of Josh Allen last year. I mean, Hertz was the guy with all of it. Now he also played outstanding, mm -hmm. a great offensive line, great scheme, the whole thing. And he made it work and he got him to the Super Bowl. But I wonder. If you took 32 general managers out there and said, how many of you, well, we'll say 30, take out the Bills and the Chiefs. And even if you, you know, take out the, how many, who wants Hurts, who wants Allen? I think, I still think most general managers would say, I'll take Josh Allen seven days a week. But Hurts mm -hmm. did it in big moments, had great season, did it all. He's got to replicate it again. Josh has had those years. But I think, Josh set this bar so high now, and we keep moving it. He was compared to Mahomes, and he's right there. And now all of a sudden it's like, yeah, and then you're going to hear people this year, well, maybe I'd rather have Herbert, and who knows how Trevor Lawrence is going to be. It's like you're letting – just like the team. The teams below you are getting this attention as opposed to just the ones above you. Yeah. yeah. But Diggs's actions, right or wrong, which, which we have talked about, one way or another, put a magnifying glass on him. Every move that Stefan Diggs makes this season will be scrutinized. And if he drops a pass or two, or if he doesn't have a play, it will be looked at more critically than Allen. Like I don't know if I agree with that. I think if if things go very awry, then that'll circle back to being a national narrative, but I'm not it's saying it's fair. I'm not no. saying it's fair. And again, I, but I'm yeah. just saying, like, you don't think that if Steph goes three, four, 34 on Monday night, you don't think it's going to get talked about that. Where was he in this offseason? You know, you know, he was in France and he was in Paris. Like, you don't <laughs> think all this stuff comes back up right or wrong. It, it'll be asinine. I'm just saying that, like, his the leash on the hot takes for Steph because of what he did or did not do are going to make him a, a bigger candidate for those discussions, dumb takes. Yeah. I, I will say though, if the bills win that game that you're talking about on Monday night where Diggs doesn't have a good game, it doesn't matter. Like if, well, if they lose, not. it's like, it's like, well, nothing well matters when they win. But it all comes down to, jo I feel like it all comes down to Josh. Right. Like that's, Josh Allen is a household name now. Stephon Diggs. If Sauce still isn't. shuts down Diggs, mm. there's a talking point. Oh no! All doubt. of a sudden, yes. So, so, so Josh could throw for 300 yards, but if Diggs has three catches, like Any what's Texas. wrong with Stephon Diggs? He ain't throwing for 300 yards against the Jets if Diggs has three catches. I'm just saying. I'm throwing out scenarios, people. 
people. Jenna, he's uh, on a win streak of one. <laughs> Dan's on a win streak of one, and he's Can't leaning into me. it. <laughs> Don't let him get hot. <laughs> Don't let me get hot. Taking All those right, Acuna your... swings. Yeah. <laughs> what is our? What do you guys think will be the biggest surprise this season? Player, like game. I don't know. Go ahead, Mike. I I, I said it just a moment ago. I think it's James Cook. And again, mm -hmm. I'm not saying he's a 1,500-yard running back. I'm saying is you're going to finally see, I think, that they got it right for this offense and what they need out of whatever level you consider a number one back. I think he's going to be really good for them. I think he's going to make some plays near the goal line. I think he's going to get incorporated into the pass game. I think he... I think we've just gotten to the point where we don't expect a lot out of the running backs because they've tried to draft them. I think a year into it, and I think he's he's under the radar. He really is because yeah, is. Kincaid's gotten so much attention. I think, and it's year two, but I I think I think uh, he's going to be a big surprise for a lot of people. Dan, it's tough to find a real surprise. Also, it's it's tough because we we're so deep into this team that like, you know, to sit here and be like, oh, I think this guy is going to be the surprise or, or that thing. Um, I'll say, I think Christian Benford surprises people by how well he plays. I have I, been a Christian Benford stand account for going back to last season. I think if injuries hadn't, you know, inhibited some of his playing time, I think he plays physical. Um, I've said it before. I think, I think he can have a Taron Johnson like effect on this defense where Taryn is changed the way that they play schematically because of his versatility. And because of all those things, um, I think we kind of forget about Kyrie Elam. I think he becomes kind of comes an afterthought. I think Christian Benford takes the job. I think he hangs out to the job and um, becomes just a key part of, of this defense. Yeah. That was a guy that I thought could be a surprise, yeah. Mike. Well, I was just going to add, you guys both talked about Bernard having instincts I think Benford has instincts. I think he does. He yeah. has what we just, it's sort of like, I'll say Elam is more like a, a Tremaine Edmonds, physically, long arms, 100%. all those things. But there's just that little bit missing and it's frustrating because you see it. And I'm not saying Benford and, and Bernard are both going to be stars, but they do have something. Benford just has something. And by the way, those three guys who are starters, like good for the team, not exactly great for reporters getting sound bites because those three guys are very yes. soft spoken and that's fine. Osiris and Benford and Bernard are not exactly Dion Dawkins talking to the yeah. media and that's yeah. cool, but I kind of like be quiet, go do your job guys. That's what I love about coming out of Villanova. Seriously. I yeah. love that. Go you know, he's not quite the undrafted guy. You know, he's not like Levi, but you know, but I think it's he, even more surprising yeah. because it's a, it's D one double a, like it's not even power. It's not power five. Oh, football. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. Like Levi this is Alabama. Yeah. This isn't even Sunbelt. Like this is <laughs> half the guys he was playing against are probably doing taxes now. Like, <laughs> like, like they're, they're smarter than all of us. And, and to go off that, you talk about Kyrie and, and, and I, again, I'm not, I hope the best for Kyrie and like he's dealing with failure. And I think it's something new of how you deal with failure. And yeah. Kyrie had talked that he's been good at football since like eighth grade. And that like, this is the, last year was the first time that he really struggled. And I think those struggles, and I'm not trying to get into people's personal life, but if you listen or, or, or talk to Christian Benford, like his life is, unbelievable that that he's still here at this level with the violence and things that went on in his life like growing up in the inner city of baltimore like all these things i don't think he cares about talking to the media like I, these little things and like the the chip on his shoulder is massive and i was watching him yesterday because i was like we need to get shots of him at practice mm -hmm. and what really stood out to me was christian benford's a starter now named a starter he mm -hmm. was still the last guy at the back end of every single drill. Like, really? Do you think, like, you would think, hey, I'm a starter now. Like, I get to be in the front of the line with Trey, Micah, and Jordan. and Jordan. 
now like, do you think he gives do you think he cares at all about who goes first or who goes second like i'm christian benford like i just go out there and do work like like and it to me that was just one of those things that stood out to me that i was like man you made it like you've earned the starting job again because you had it last year you did start mm -hmm. i know they rotated um that, that that number two corner spot but like that that just was just something that really stood out to me at practice was like he does not care about when he gets reps or anything like that like he just wants to go out there and compete and i think that's very telling yeah i agree i think he's going to be a guy that bills fans will root for like i think he his story and his work ethic and it's kind of the sean mcdermott model of like i don't care where you were drafted if you're the best guy for that job you're going to be out on the field yeah. Um, and the other thing coming into this is Poyer and Hyde back together again. It'll be mm -hmm. cool. I think Hyde's going to be fine. You guys Same. When you talked with Poyer. He yeah. thinks he'll be. Let's let's see. He was out there with his pads on. Um, but those two playing, what would this be? Seven straight years? Seven. Seven. Yeah. It's By the way, guys, I was, history. I was thinking about the way this defense has been built. And before Brandon Bean. Matt Milano, right? Mm -hmm. uh, signing free agents, um, Poyer and Hyde, drafting Trey White. That's Deion Dawkins. Oh, you're talking about the oh no defense. defense. Four yeah. mainstays on that defense that have been there, and I say pre because that was the Sean Doug Whaley pseudo whatever, not privy. Uh, you know, McDermott's <laughs> in there. Those are guys that are still there. Seven years. This may be the last year. Like, we don't know what these guys are going to do, but I think it's awesome. They're going to take the field together with Trey, right? Dan, it's first time since Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving of, of 2021. 2021. One. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The three together. So that's cool. But um, that's that also bad... what gives them confidence. And they don't yeah, play that... on Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> yeah. They don't play... Mike, that was the Thanksgiving meal at the Superdome. Oh. That was the, the ham sandwich. Poor Dan. The, There's an incredible no. photo of Dan. Oh Happy God. Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, New Orleans. I mean, Dallas. We we all Dallas should. was fantastic. We Detroit should, was good. Cowboys. Detroit was good. Dallas was off the charts. In they terms do a of lot of things game. that are laughable, and I enjoy it when it's laughable with the Cowboys. By the way, like Jerry Jones saying when he traded for Trey Lance. I didn't need to talk to everybody. I knew how he was. I just, I'd seen this kid before. I just went out and got him. I'm like, okay, really? A wild man, but yeah. a meal on Thanksgiving, off the charts. Mm. Not New Orleans, man. Very good. Yeah. So. All right. My, uh, my surprise. Yep. It's not even, it's Dalton Kincaid. I'm just, okay. I'm really curious if he can be, a guy that like my friends outside of Buffalo have no idea who Dalton Kincaid is. You know, I feel like he's a guy that nationally is really under the radar, but I think for this Bills team, I, I just feel like I've been so, we've all been so impressed by what we've seen this off season, this preseason, just how smooth he looks, just his ability to make catches his, I, I feel like the catch radius that he has, it doesn't feel like he's a rookie. We haven't seen that moment from him. And that's not to say that it won't come, but at the same point, I just think he's been really impressive. And that's why I'm excited to see what he can be for this team this season. Obviously Dawson Knox has been, you know, he's had great seasons in Buffalo and the bills. That's their guy. But I think Dalton Kincaid can kind of add a, a little change up in there. And I think, um, I'm excited to see what that will be for this team. Do you want to know my honorable mention that I almost went with? What? Do you have any guesses on who I could say would be a possible surprise? A possible surprise. Mm. Terrell Bernard. Gabe Davis. Not. See, but I was going to pick him, but my thing is like, he's already set the bar. Like, I think this will be a bad. Uh, he's mm. has he, has he set the bar? Okay, he's set a level of if he plays really well, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, did you see like Gabe Davis? Like, I think he can really so, be. Be what? Like, I think he can really be that that second guy that the Bills need him to be. Which so is he has that he hasn't been. Right. Which is where another he's time shown where in I, was, moments. I was right. 
That was right again. But uh, okay, I think that no. we talk See, about. Here's my thing. He he didn't play well last year. And and who was who was nervous when we did this before the season last year? Who he was the one was player injured. I was nervous? Was he really? And is Tremaine yeah. Edmonds young? Is Tremaine hey, young? Hey, Jenna. Still? That's not Jenna. the same thing as being injured. Being young and being injured are very different. Janet, let me ask you this. You, you've been to shows before, like Broadway, right? Yeah. How, yeah. how many times do they come out to take a bow at the end? It's usually yes. like once, right? A little quick yeah. bow. Dan's gone triple here. He's taken bows. <laughs> yeah, he, he had the victory is... lap yesterday. My thing is, if Gabe Davis has a phenomenal season, I won't be like, oh my God, I never thought it would happen. Mm. Real Okay, I guess I just feel differently. Well, I, I think it's I frustrating think this... because he's Go ahead, had Mike. those big, big moments. Yeah. I want 575 is what I want. Okay. Yes. I think he's Listen. capable of that. I think his teammates think he's capable of that. He was voted a captain this year. I think that could be... I talked about how you learn from failure. I think he could have learned a lot last year by the struggles that he went through because the first two seasons, he was everybody's favorite underdog. And the minute that he got put in that spot of, hey, you're the guy now, he came up short. He'll admit it. Bean won't admit it, but but everybody else. Is. He was throwing 100 passes last year. It wasn't like he didn't have opportunities. He didn't catch a whole lot of them. I think this year with what he's gone through now, knowing what to expect as that guy, I think yep. can help him to have yeah. the type of season and what to expect. That's the thing. Again, I'm aware that he had an ankle injury. I've heard that quite a bit. He seems healthy. He seems focused. And I think the captain means a lot. I think that sends a big message to have a guy that his contract doesn't say that he's going to be here forever. So, that to me, I think is a is is a big testament that I think he could be the guy that we said. What does he need? Seventy five catches. The Bills need seventy five catches out of him this year, at least. Yeah, I will say this. This was my hot take a few weeks ago. I think he gets off to a great start, is playing well, and they sign him to an extension during the season. Yeah, I think that's what they want to happen. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I also think Khalil Shakir could have a sneaky good year. He has been forgotten mm. about. I think he could have a bigger role in the offense than Deontay Hardy. I think he could. I want him to play well. I think he's, he's, I just, I'm have questions about his consistency, but if he can show but, that, I think he can but you, be, but you think Gabe is the consistent guy? Oh. again, Dan. I, okay. Go ahead, Mike. No. No, I just think it's right. outrageous, Dan, for you to be like, well, I mean, Tremaine, admit, he's young. I'm like, being injured and young are completely different things. I will say this. What about, is Mike called? Their reasons, not excuses? No excuses. I will say this. Gabe Davis. Has, I hope Gabe Davis has a victory lap <laughs> for you. Like, I really I'm, I'm sitting here saying I think he could have a breakout season. My just worry the way about you're Khalil sounding what you're saying and how it sounds are very different. Jenna, he's setting himself up for a bow. That's what he's doing. Oh, because either way, if, if Gabe Davis doesn't play well, Dan be like, I told you, but if he plays well, he'd be like, I said he was going to be a breakout player. <laughs> nope. Um, my worry oh, about no? Khalil That's Shakir. Not what you're saying? Oh my what god, you, you saying, guys, <laughs> you're worse than me. No, I'm mad now. Okay, <laughs> now go ahead. Annoyed. Let Jenna vent. No, I, I just want to hear how Dan didn't do that. He did. I think this year is the year that Gabe, I have been a Gabe skeptic, not rooting against Gabe like everybody thinks that I, I root against him. Not the case. I've been skeptic of the hype around him. Now this year, I don't think there's as much hype. I think he's learned from the struggles last year, which I correctly predicted. And the fact of the matter is, is that this year, <laughs> Mike's face, that was great. Um, I think this year he could have a big season. I'm hoping right. that he, he has a big season. I'm, I'm projecting him to have a bigger season than last year. He has to, or he's going to be mm -hmm. on the free agent market coming off a bad year. If he plays well, he's getting paid, and he's staying in Buffalo where he wants to be. And Jenna's yep. right. Bean wants to sign him. He absolutely yeah. wants to sign him. And my worry about Khalil Shakir is I don't know if he has the physical gifts to be a different maker in, the, in this league. I don't think he's quick enough, fast enough. He's got to be 
very, very, very sure of himself, sure of catching the ball, running his routes. He can't get by with physical ability. You guys watch him out there. There's nothing physically special about him as an NFL receiver. The question is, there's been guys like that that have made it and done really well in this league. He can't drop the open passes. He's got to be able mm -hmm. to block. He's got to do those things. And that's why I think they're worried about him. And that's why I think Hardy is absolutely going to get the shot early because he has done it in the NFL. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. You all right, Jenna? Yes, I'm, I'm fine. I just... I feel like it is so fun. You love doing your victory laps and I'm very proud of you, but sometimes you set up an argument so that either way you're right. <laughs> no, I'm allowed to change. Last year I no, was, I, I was skeptical of Gabe. This year I'm not. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. We just agree to disagree. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't know, know, Jim. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, thank you all for watching. Anything? Oh, do you want to tell them about the show, Mike? Yeah, we have our show uh, pregame. We're going to be right on the field, <clears throat> MetLife Stadium, 7 o'clock. Uh, we'll have it streamed here. Uh, you can watch us. It's also, if you're in Rochester, you can pick it up on 13 Wham ABC, uh, leading right up to, to 7.30 when ABC picks up uh, programming of it. Plus, we're going to be down at Jersey, you know, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, and into Monday. So we'll be putting on videos. We'll be continuing with our content and we can't wait to start this season. Woo. Okay. First ever Buffalo plus road trip where all three of us are going. Yes. Very excited. It'll be a lot of fun. Thank you all for our, all the support. 25 K big deal. Please be sure to like in terms of comment. Um, what's what is expectations what for week one? Yeah, expectations for week one or who's your surprise player or what are you most concerned about? Really, anything that we talked about, you yeah. give us your opinion on that. Not just, you know, Dan was right or wrong. Also, Uncle Dan's best bets be coming out tomorrow, Friday, uh, uh, Friday afternoon at some point. So it's pretty hot I'm last not, year. <laughs> I'm not mad at you, Dan. Just disappointed. No, I'm not disappointed either. I mean, you are, you are Dan Fates. Like you're my best friend. I love you. Just sometimes you just you send me. I love it. I just, I love it because sometimes Jenna will play the middle between Mike and I, and I just love it when Jenna goes all in on one side or another. I I love it when yeah. Jenna gives her take of Mike, hey. you're wrong. Dan, you're wrong. I love it. Oh yeah, because this was no middle. This was no. you were on both sides. That's <laughs> no. Uh, say i'm usually pretty new year new gabe <laughs> new year new yeah okay <laughs> new year same dan <laughs> all right like comment subscribe uh, again we love it appreciate the support dan was right dan was wrong you can find your merch on the buffalo plus store.com be sure to uh get your own mug and figure out send us what side you agree with um for mike and dan i'm jenna thank you so much for watching we'll have plenty of pre-game post-game coverage from the bills week one matchup prime time against the jets uh we always appreciate the love uh thanks for joining us here on buffalo plus presented by connors and fairs <laughs>